Now let me just have a little, a few minutes of your time before Eric's going to lead us in a final song and we will conclude. But I'd like you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, but it's still about anointing the feet of Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 2. We are still talking about John 12, and I just want to take a couple of minutes because I appreciate Austin getting up and explaining to you that when he goes to work, it's a little different than some of you going to work. Chris, for the last six months, has had it a little bit different when he's gone to work than going to work in the past. How do we take something in our lives and turn it into very costly spikenard to anoint the feet of Jesus? Now, I explained, and I did want to make that the main point of those first few verses of John 12, is how do we take what Mary did, and we can't do, we can't duplicate exactly, but how do we take the lesson and apply it to our own lives because Jesus still lives. He lives. And how are we going to serve him? I don't want to just rest and tell you the historical story of what Mary did without bringing an application. How do we make what we're going to do costly? Zach explained why it was costly for his wife. Right. And I agreed with him. Right. <laughs> he explained it. But how do we make it costly? One way is fervency. The preparation of your heart and mind that you are giving to Jesus Christ fervently, personally, intimately. She did it with her hair. She did it with ointment she had kept up. She did it with his feet showing her humility. It was costly. It was humble. And it was intimate. And it was personal with her hair. All those are aspects of fervency, passion. And so we can have times with the Lord where we give him all of our hearts and minds and words if we're with someone else or words to him if we're alone. And we do the best we can. Have you ever done that to the place where you are frustrated because you cannot verbalize the feelings that you have for him? You, you can't verbalize it. Is that in the Bible? It's called the unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. We sing it in a song and it's called, He is blank sublime. Ineffably sublime. Because we can't verbalize it. And so there's a way in which, by time, getting rid of all distractions, preparing yourself in the Word of God, humbling yourself, confessing your sins, calling upon the Holy Spirit of God to assist you, you raise your level of fervency with the Lord. But that's not why I'm up here right now. I hope I said enough about that in the sermon this morning. I want this passage right here. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. Because you're, many of you are going to go to work tomorrow. For those of you that aren't old enough to go to work, you're going to school. You're going to be around other students. You're going to have teachers telling you what to do. Some teachers are nicer than other teachers. Some teachers are better teachers than other teachers. Some of you aren't going to go to work or to school, but you're going to have a husband. Some of you aren't going to go to work or school or be a wife, but you're going to have a parent. We're going to have a government over us. But this is an example given to us about employment. And this is how... You can give something costly to the Lord. And you have to wait until the situation is painful or burdensome or difficult or fearful. Use this one with me. 1 Peter 2.18 Servants, employees, students, wives, anyone. Servants is the one that's here. 
Be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. Froward is obnoxious, wicked, difficult, odious, troublesome. Servants, you obey and submit to your masters or to your employers with all fear. Don't hold back. Give them everything you've got. Show them all respect. Not only if they're good and gentle to you, kind, flattering, encouraging, rewarding, keeping their words all the time, saying good things about you, shooting nice emails around the office about you, not to the good and only, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward, those that don't do those things. For this is thankworthy. This is thankworthy. What Mary did, was it thankworthy? Jesus said a memorial will be set up for this woman and it will be preached for 2,000 years in all languages because of what she's done to me. It was thankworthy. You can be thankworthy on the job tomorrow, but you need one thing to do it. Not fervency this time. A bad boss. A hard husband. A difficult situation. Extra burdens with a difficult employee. Inmates. This is thankworthy. A good and gentle master is a situation where you can't give the Lord 300 pence spikener. You can't do it. You've been cut out. And none of us want to be cut out, do we? So we are looking forward and excited to dealing with our problems tomorrow. Or our problems this afternoon or the next day. Or our difficulties or the things that we fear. Because only then, if we do them as unto the Lord, are we anointing the feet of Jesus with costly spikenard. If it's easy, you haven't done anything for the Lord. Because it doesn't cost 300 pence. You haven't humbled yourself. You may have a difficult situation where you're going to have to choke down what you want to say, how you want to fight back and not do it. Mary went to the feet of Jesus. It's in the difficulty of what you have coming up. It's in the word of, this is thankworthy if you have a difficult boss. This is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God, you're doing it as unto Christ. That's your conscience toward God. Endure grief. Suffering wrongfully. So tomorrow, they may not lift you up and say, thank you so much for anointing my feet. They may kick you while you're down there. You're enduring grief, suffering wrongfully, but you're doing it out of conscience toward God, and you're doing it with the intent from today's preaching, from his word of John 12, to anoint the feet of Jesus Christ by taking it, and not taking it cheerfully, taking it eagerly, taking it as unto him. For what glory is it? Did Mary get glory? Oh yes, a memorial. A glorious memorial. Matthew, Mark, John, twice in John. For what glory is it if, when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. You have anointed the feet of Jesus with something costly, and he accepts it, and a memorial is in heaven for you. And he will bless you on earth as well, because if I was to turn you to Colossians chapter 3 and the last four verses of it, it would tell you that you serve the Lord Christ when you're on the job, and you will receive his blessing. 
But if and when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called. This is what we are called to do as employees in the world. Right. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. And then it goes on to describe him dying on the cross for us. Can we trust him and do everything tomorrow, even when it's difficult, even when it's painful, even when it's fearful, even when it's with somebody who hurts us and we suffer wrongfully, can we do it as unto the Lord? That's how you get it up to 300 pence. It's got to be costly. How do we make it costly? It's by how much we give him of our hearts and our spirits. Or, in this particular case, and there's other ways of looking at it, but this one that I'm trying to leave with you is the difficulties that you face tomorrow. The hardest ones that you have to deal with. When you deal with them and you deal, deal with them cheerfully and graciously, you're anointing the feet of Jesus. We don't have his feet. I don't have any spikenard. What are we going to do? We want to match Mary or beat Mary at her game. And she was good at it. And the Lord liked her at her game. How can we do it? If there isn't a challenge, if it isn't difficult, if it's not a little painful, if you don't have some past experiences of bitterness there to make it difficult, then how do you get it up to 300 pence? I don't want us to leave John chapter 12 just thinking that Mary did that to Jesus. I want us to leave John chapter 12. How can I be like Mary and do that to Jesus? Right. It's all about him. And so when you humbly take it for conscience toward God, and because you love Jesus Christ, you are down at his feet with your long hair, even if you're a short-haired man, and you are wiping his feet and anointing him like Mary did. May the Lord bless. A reminder from his word and all the praise that we gave him in the house of God today. Eric's going to lead us in a song, and we will close our worship for today.